Welcome. You are listening to Intentional Conversations from Nika White Consulting, an encore presentation of our weekly podcast where we intersect diversity, equity, and inclusion with leadership and business. Let the conversation begin. I am so excited to welcome today's co-host Monique Gibson. As is our custom, I will read Monique's bio and then I will ask her to unmute and greet us personally in her own way. And I am hoping, I see Vodcast community, that you will take to the chat, give us those emojis, give us those hands, those snaps for Monique and welcome her in the way that she deserves. All right, Monique. Monique is the CEO and founder of JMCO Consulting, a boutique business consulting firm. JMCO Consulting is a small minority woman veteran and Texas hub certified business. Monique is an attorney and a prior legal HR executive with more than 17 years of global corporate experience across various industries. Monique specializes in talent strategies and structuring productive workspaces. Can't wait to get into this. She is an Army veteran who served in Germany and on special assignment at the Pentagon. She currently resides in Dallas, Texas with her family. Welcome, welcome, Monique. I'm so happy that you are here. Yes, I am honored, truly, truly honored to be asked to be a co-host. I'm super excited to get into the conversation. Good, good. Okay. So one of the things that we do is I've read your bio. I would love for you to share with this audience, maybe something that isn't in your bio, something else that you would like us to know about you. So after you read the bio, you go, really, she only looks like she's 25. How could it be? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so I have a huge passion for uh, youth sports. Um, I played basketball in high school. I played a little bit while I was was in the army um, and I was a girls coach for six years. I coached my daughter, super passionate about girls and and athletics. So that's something that a lot of people who, you know, on social media don't know as much about me, but if you know me in person, I mean, you you know, I love kids and I love kids playing sports. It doesn't matter if they're any good or not, but I, I just think it builds you know, confidence and, and just so much, especially in, in young, young girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Where does that, where does that come from? Where does that passion come from? Can you identify maybe in your growing up or something where that comes from? So you can't tell, you can kind of tell how long my neck is. So I'm tall. So, you know, growing up, people were always like, you're so tall. You're so, mm. so, and I loved basketball and, and, and I was pretty decent at it. So, um, and, and I love competition. So I, I thrived. I thrived in the military. So I love competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got out and had kids and, you know, my daughter started playing and I, I don't know, I just, and I saw th- at the beginning of the season, the girls would come in and not have confidence and, you know, yeah. be a little insecure. And then mm-hmm. by the end of the season, okay, if you're tall, you're taller. If you're short, you're quicker. Like everybody has a strength. So it really allowed me to kind of bring out what I did professionally, which is coaching. And I, but but to infuse that into young girls. And by the end of the season, they're falling on the floor. And so, so I love it. I love it. I love building kids. I love building people. Uh, I love to hear that. So you said um, you have a lot of experience with global and military. Can you tell us about that and how has it been to transition from that to being an entrepreneur? 
so one thing about me is, is I'm very transparent. Like I, I don't like candy coating thing because I, I, I just think that doesn't give people like a real insight into what people's experiences are. So for me, the transition from military back into a corporate environment was very tough. And quite honestly, I, I don't know that I ever successfully did it um, because in the military, like you were just thrown into a situation, like figure it out. You're like, got it. And I thrived in that. I was never asked, well, can you do it? Well, is it too hard? Or let me make sure you, you know, step one, step two, step. And so I love that. I love being given the responsibility to solve problems and then being able to go to my commander and go, sir or ma'am, you know, it's done. They're like, whoo, this young lady, like she's, a, and I thrived in that environment. And then to go from that into an environment where um, I was being told not only what the task was, but how to do it. And that was kind of a struggle for me. Cause I'm like, well, but you hired me for my expertise. Why? I don't need you to tell me <laughs> step one, step two, step three. Um, and, 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 and then just the aspect of teamwork. So in the military, it doesn't matter because if I like you or not, I've got your back because I have to. So yeah. yeah, that mindset, again, transitioning in corporate, teamwork in a corporate environment is not the same as military because I, 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 it was hard for me for a, a coworker to throw me under the bus in front of a meeting, you know, and I would go, wait a minute, we have to work. And then I saw like, that's what people did. And, and it, it, was it was tough for me. It really was. So it was, it was a challenge. Wow. I can see that. I can see that. And I can see how you can make the, the leap from having those experiences and thinking, all right, I, I, I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to do this differently. Can you tell me about maybe some of the challenges that you experienced going from one type of environment to another? Yeah. So, so the second major transition was from corporate environment to being an entrepreneur not the same as being in corporate or being in the military. So I didn't realize how much I had to learn and do that was outside of my expertise. I never had to sell myself because people already knew like, oh, you know, after hours, Monique, everybody's always in her office. Like, you know, she's a good ear to listen and give ideas. So that was the part I, I just didn't know. There was so much sales and marketing and this and that and you know and then just that concept of you know if someone tells you oh you know I'm interested they may or may not follow up with you and they may really not be interested so and you can't take that personal so so there was a lot a lot of learning and then getting to the point where I had to stop learning because because a lot of I find like a lot of black women and, and women in general, we want to know everything. Like we want to know point one through a hundred. And it's like, no, no, no. At some point, you know enough. It's okay. At some point, you just have to jump out there. And then you'll remember like, oh, okay, I have to stroke. I have to stroke. I might go down a little bit. Bloop, 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 I might drown. <laughs> but you know enough to go ahead and move forward. And then there's where I see the gap. I see the gap for, for women entrepreneurs being access to those potential clients. Because we have the resources of how to start a business, how to build a business, the marketing, the sales, the how to build a website, but but that 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 how do I get a client? That that is so fascinating. I love what you said there. And I, I see people are loving it in the chat as well. One of the things that I recently read is that black women are you know, joining entrepreneurship and creating new businesses faster than any other demographic group. Why do you think that is? 
So this is just my opinion. I, I throughout my entire career, time after time after time, I saw how um, just women in general, black women, women of every color were treated when they spoke up during a meeting. Oh, hey, I know how to do that. Or, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? Or, or hey, I have an idea. It was kind of like, how dare you? And you're like, yeah, but she's the smartest thing in the room. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, and, and, and then it felt like others were easily intimidated by that. Like, I can't let her light shine because I feel like that dims my light. And if you're confident, your light doesn't get dimmed. It's just my light might be orangish green. Your light might be purplish red. Like I, I, I never, again, that concept coming from the military where I was praised for, for being able to get stuff done. I, I just, I, I don't get it, but I feel like a lot of that is steeped in intimidation. And then you have these highly educated, super duper competent women who aren't valued or welcomed or praised in right. these corporate environments. So yeah. you're like, forget it. I'll, I'll just go, you know, hang out my own shingle. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think community is such a, a big part of that. And you talked about that a little bit where uh, you kind of talked about personal brand a little bit too. Everyone knew that, you know, at the end of the day, people were gathered in your office, you know, you're very relational. I, even, you know, before we kind of started this, I could tell you're very relational. It's a superpower of yours. And so why do you think when we, when we talk about community and relationships, why do you think that that's an essential part of, you know, development, Black women creating that community for themselves. How have you found that to be an essential part of your life and your role and success as an entrepreneur? I think, I, again, I can only speak for myself. I was always so misunderstood. There were, there were always so many um, assumptions made about me and my character that, that I stayed confused because I thought everybody here knows I've got your back. I don't care if you just threw me under the bus in the me. I've, I've, I've got your back. Yeah. Um, so, so now I have the opportunity to say, no, this is who I am. Like, this is who I am. I'm not angry. Cause yeah. I, can't, I, I can't tell you how many times people, oh, you're, I could tell you were angry in the meeting. Yeah. And I would think to myself like, no, cause if I was angry, like you would no, know it. You would know. And, and That's right. I grew up in an environment where I would never I would never disrespect my family. I would never disrespect my mama. Mm -hmm. I would never go anywhere and show my tail, as she would say. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would never, I would never ang be that angry at, not to say this not bubbling inside of me. Right. But I would never display it. But, and I was, I was, we seem angry. I was angry just because I pointed out that, you know, you all missed a step. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just, it hurt. It really did. It, it hurt to be so, and I'm like, my heart, like I'm, I'm the most ride or die chick you'll ever meet. Like yeah. I, I, it would hurt. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. And so now I, I have the confidence and the freedom to be who I am. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I know I'm a lot. Like I know I have a strong personality, but that's nothing to be intimidated or threatened by because look at the value in that. Right. You know, if, if, if we're working together, stuff's going to get done. Yeah. I know how to talk to people. I know how to treat people mm -hmm. like, you know, that, that empathy, that sympathy, that caring, mm -hmm. I care. Yeah. So yeah, just, just having the, the opportunity to be who I really am has just been such a blessing for me. I, I love that. I, I felt, I felt my heart kind of, you know, 
pinch a little bit when you talked about, um, you know, being misunderstood and how that hurt, you know, yeah. and, and I feel like, um, you know, myself included, I, I have had uh, situations where, you know, I, I've tried to express myself in an authentic way. And it's just, it's just not working. It's not working. I'm very misunderstood. And, you know, you kind of leave that experience feeling hurt, you know, and so I really felt that when you were talking about it. As you think about the way that you have gone about in your authentic way, building relationships and, and networking, is that, is that something that you talk with people about? How do you, you know, help them and talk with others about making the most of networking and, and communicating that it is a critical part of success? Uh, networking is hard. It is hard. It is hard, especially coming from a corporate environment. Because again, I never had to network because I was always invited to be on these panels in New York and Puerto Rico. I never had to go sell myself. People would just find me. So, so networking is it, it is hard because if you're not a naturally outgoing person, then then it's challenging and it's so unfair. But as an entrepreneur, like you have to um, talk to people. And for me at first, I didn't know how to do it because I, I was so you know, a, accustomed to being in that corporate mode, like, yes, my name is Monica. And I'm naturally extremely silly. Like I, I was class clown, least likely to succeed in high school. Like that's who I really am. Again, love sports. You know, I love to play around. I love to work hard. I'm extremely competitive. So, um, yeah, I, 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 um, that the train just fell off that track. I'm sorry. I, I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, just, just being hurt and yeah. Oh, you're on mute. Sorry, thank you. You said you you never really had to do that before, yeah. and and so learning how to do that, I guess, you know, with with your natural self, and you said, you know, I'm I, I'm kind of silly. Like this is this is me, and and what I'm getting from what you're saying, and tell me if I'm if I'm picking up the wrong thing, is that in that corporate environment, you bringing your authentic self was not maybe welcomed or wanted. Um, so I never subscribed to that being your authentic self in a corporate em environment. Cause again, when I was in corporate, I started hearing that the last, eh, I don't know, two or three years, Oh, bring your authentic self. Bring yeah. I wasn't accepted when I was trying to be what I felt they wanted me to be. Okay. So I was like, if they just see that little bit of me and it's a problem, imagine if I brought the whole me. Right. That, that is a problem because yeah. I knew that I had to speak a certain way. I had to be careful of my body language because I'm a thinker. So I would always go, oh, I'm thinking, thinking. and people go, you're so mean. And I'll go, what, what? Like I was thinking, I was told that I walk too hard. What? Um, okay. I can't, I'm tall. Like I got on four inch heels. Like what? Well, I, I can't help it. You know, there was always such criticisms about me as a person. Yeah. And 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 so to be um, traumatized by that, and then now you're an entrepreneur and you're like, uh, okay, well, I don't know. Should I talk up? Should I speak up? Should I not? Should I just go like this and not blink so people don't think I'm mad or because I don't want to, you know? <laughs> and then people go, you look crazy when you bubble your eyes like, you know? And yeah. So so it it's it's hard. It's hard. But again, as an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to do that. And for me, I just... I just went back to my natural self. So yeah. now I'll go up to bed. I just, I'm, 
I want to know about you. So, hey, cousin, mm-hmm. like, tell me a little bit about you. It's not about me selling, like, hi, Monique Gibson, JMCO Consult. Like, I don't do that. Because right. I genuinely want to get to know you as a person. Yeah. There may be potential there for business later. There may be not. But I genuinely want right. to get to know you as a person. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that. I love that altruistic relationship building. I genuinely just want to get to know you. If there is an opportunity, amazing. That's great. And if not human to human, this connection is what I want to prioritize. And when we think about being able to be your authentic self, and when we think about how safe and comfortable we can feel in environments when we're able to do that and how that um, aligns with, with wellness, right? Wellness right now is such a hot topic. And while it's a hot topic, it is a serious concern for those of us who are black women. And so I'd love to hear you share a little bit about, you know, why is, why are people prioritizing their wellness and making these decisions and saying, you know what, this is more important. I'm leaving corporate America because I I can't prioritize my wellness and be in this space. So I'm going to find a different space. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and I wish I had a, a sweet candy coating coated answer, but the reason is because we're dying. We're dying, like dead under the ground. We're dying because of the stress and stress causes so many other internal issues. You know, you, you have stomach problems. I used to get migraines. I had a, a, a chunk of hair fall because I was so stressed yeah. and tense. And you know what? I'm going to work harder. So instead of 50 hours a week, I'm going to work 60 hours because I, 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 one day they'll see that I'm valuable. And then, you know, that meant, that meant I turned my back on my family, you yeah. know, because I was so focused on what I thought they wanted me to be. Right. So right. having that level of stress and going into a meeting and going, okay, I can't blink. I can't look, I can't breathe. I was told I breathe too much too. Um, and I'm not kidding. Like I, if I just went, oh, I could tell you, you were irritated. Like, no, I was breathing because I kind of have to do that as a human oxygen. but right. I mean yeah I need, I, I need oxygen too but yeah. but that just I always was walking on glass shells and that is traumatic that's yes. traumatic and it it causes all kinds of conditions and I used to do um executive coaching for women and and there was group coaching and I was floored I always thought it was just me yeah I was floored by how many were, women were like me too me too uh-huh. yep me too mm-hmm. me too there's a, 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 a black female attorney. She was like, yeah, I used to sleep on my desk at work because they would come and like plant stuff in my office. And I'm like, girl, you're, now you're being silly. She's like, no, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> what? So yes, now I'm, that's why women are going, you know what? I want to be here for my kids. Yeah. I don't want to be in a mental institution because I've, I've had so much stress and stress, or I don't want to be in the hospital or on all these medications because I want to enjoy my life. Yes. I worked hard. I worked Great. hard. Yes. You know, T.D. Jake says that, you know, uh, Black women have more degrees than a thermometer. We do. <laughs> like, I worked hard for those degrees. I worked very hard for it because yeah. I had a part-time job because yeah. I had to pay my own way through school. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked hard to be in that space. I deserve to be in that space. I'm good at what I do. Yeah. But just battling that, just, it was hard. It was so hard. And it was literally painful emotionally. Mm-hmm. physically, mentally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it when, when I left, my mom was in tears. She goes, baby, she's like, you just added 10 years to your life. Cause I saw you, she said you were going to end up dead 
in a mental institution or in jail. Yeah. I have crazy stories. Y'all. I, I have crazy stories. People wanting to fight me, executives, because they know I'm ex-military, like trying to get me crazy stuff, just crazy stuff. So yeah, that's why Black women are leaving corporate spaces because of that kind of trauma. Yeah, yeah, that is... There's so there's so much in, in what you just said. And I appreciate that you did not sugarcoat anything. Black women are dying. Black yes. women are dying. And I, I felt that. I, I feel that. I have felt that in my own life and my own experience with, with corporate America, which is one of one of the things that compelled me to step out of a corporate space. I I also appreciate how you talked about, you know coaching women. And I think you said, you know, you used to, but when you talked with women and just for them to hear your story, for you to share and talk about your experience to, for someone else to hear you and think, oh, wow, I, I thought it was just me. The fact that it's not just me, it's not right, but gives me a sense of validation Makes yes. me feel so much better. Allyship. I have an ally. I have a person who I can talk to and they can relate to my experience. When I think about how essential allyship is to helping support women when they decide to take that leap, because it is a leap <laughs> to leave it a is. corporate space and jump into entrepreneurship and find these income generating opportunities. Can you talk a little bit about how, how you providing that allyship, that coaching, that mentorship, that support, how that has, you know, how you feel like that has impacted others who have, you know, taken the leap to follow the path that's best for them. It's powerful. It's powerful. When you find other people who have experienced what you've experienced, and you said it, validation, then you don't feel like, oh, it's me. There's something I'm doing wrong. I don't know what it is. And and then to hear the, and I mean, yeah, I'm talking about highly PhDs from Harvard, attorneys from Georgetown, chemists, chemists, PhD, I mean, women who just the same experiences. And you're like, whoo, there's some sort of release in knowing that it's not just you. Right. Right. And then that healing together, because, you know, we're, we're strong. No, I'm not. I I have emotions too. I hurt too. I just can't show it. But being able to break all that, that toughness down and and show that, yes, I'm an emotional being. That's how God created me. Uh I hurt. I have feelings too. Right. And to walk through that healing process with other women was so powerful so powerful I've got I can't even I can't even express without getting emotional yeah powerful and and before I never would have showed any emotions I didn't show any emotions at my wedding because I always felt like I can't show emotions I can't and that's hard yeah like I can't, I can't show emotions because I'm tough I'm tough right. I'm tough but right. that toughness was probably slowly killing me on the inside right so yeah I mean it's it's it it was life-changing it, it really, really was, you know, and, and the healing was just, I mean, there are a lot of tears, tears that women have been holding for 30, 40, 50 years, you know, to release that, to release that and then rebuild. Oh my God, it was beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, 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 beautiful. Yeah. How do you incorporate wellness into your day-to-day practice? How do you maintain what what kind of started, you know, when, when you took that leap and how do you encourage others to do the same? 
put everybody else first before ourselves, our families, our kids, our jobs. And then when we're gone, you know, like that's it. Like there is no two over. So for me, I am now much more conscious of not allowing negativity in my space. If you've got negative energy or everything you say is negative or you want to gossip, I, you can't be in my world. It, I, I just, I do not allow it. Whereas before, you know, you would just kind of listen and go, well, okay, yeah, no, 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 no. Now healing is something different. Now, if you're in the healing process, oh, I'm gonna be your, your biggest advocate, your biggest rah-rah coach, like you got this girl, you can do this girl, because we all fall. But just protecting me, protecting my emotional space. You know, if I feel like I'm getting a little too stressed or something, I go, okay, well, I just go for a walk. Whereas before, mm -hmm. oh, I work 20 hours a day. Cause I worked for global companies. I had to be available on, on whatever right. time it was Multiple in China. Time zones. Right. Right. Never right. got any sleep at the phone rang. I was like, oh, hello, I'm here, I'm here. Like, I, not anymore, baby, uh-uh. No, I take care of me because my, my kids and my husband and my parents need me to be mentally well, physically well, and emotionally well. Like they, they need me. Cause when mama ain't happy, cause I'm in Texas now, I'm not from Texas. Ain't nobody happy. Right. And it impacts the whole household, the yeah. whole household. My whole household has changed. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's powerful. And that's the way we were meant to live. We're not meant to be all, oh, you know, your kids are going, mommy, mommy, you go, no, not right now. I got to work. No, absolutely not. That, that is, so many women need to hear that. So many women need to hear that. We cannot, we cannot be our best selves without taking care of ourselves. And, and we as women, those of us who, you know, want to advance at work, we want to be seen as leaders. Um, you know, we want to have those opportunities to, to show the value that we can bring and contribute in that way. Um, that is an essential component of it, taking care of ourselves and, and prioritizing our well-being. And how do you when you talk with others, when you work with others, how do you train Black women specifically to be adequate leaders? How do you tell them this, this is an essential component of you being the leader that you want to be? How do you, how do you train them? What do you say? That, uh, I just thought of Shrek when he said, oh, you're an onion. He goes, no, you're a parfait. Like there's so many layers to that. Um, because when you're in a space where you can't grow, you're suffocated. There's nothing you can do to succeed. But when you're given the opportunity, Black women make phenomenal leaders. In my experience, I mean, I haven't worked with a lot of them, but we've been through so much, I think. And again, I'm, I'm speaking in generalities, but and I'm naturally a very empathetic person. Like, and I think I said that before, I care about you. I care about you. If you're hurting, I care. You know, let's work through it together. Let's talk, you're an adult. And I think in, in my experience in workplaces, um, people who were managers of others abused that authority. I, I, I'm a manager of you to manage your work so that we can meet our goals not to judge you as a person, not to take out my frustrations on you because I got something going on at home because I can, because I'm the manager, 
And and I, I just saw that that ugliness. I thought you're not you're not anyone's mother or father or their priest or their nun. You're you're their, their manager. Um, so I think just women have like that naturally caring, you know, and not all women, again, I'm making generalities, um, but we just have that naturally caring and like mm-hmm. let's get it done. And I'm honest, I'm gonna say Cosette, girl, you slipping. What, what's going on? I'm gonna tell you, let's talk. Talk about it. Not only that, but I'm going to mentor you. I'm not going to say, hey, because I need you to go uh, lay some flooring. And you're like, I've, I've never done that before. Well, girl, you better figure it out. I'm going to go, hey, I'm going to show you how it's done. If you have any questions along the way, girl, I'm there for you. So I'm developing you. I'm developing you. You have something to look forward to so that you can grow. That's the definition of a, 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 a leader, aka disciples, is that when you're a disciple, you develop other disciples, not crush the hopes and dreams of everybody right. you lead. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. That is okay. There's there's so much in what you just said. And I, I'm seeing the chat blow up. I, I know. Y'all, I know that there are going to be some great questions for Monique. I cannot hog her, but I do have a couple more. But yes, put your questions in the chat because you will have your chance. I want you to tell me, Monique, about your podcast, Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. That sounds amazing. I want to listen. What am I going to learn? So it's more so just an opportunity for us to listen to black women entrepreneurs, like their experience. How did they get from here to there? What have they learned? And then what can people who are listening in learn from their experiences? Because that's what life is all about, is learning, number one, and then we can learn from the experiences of others so we don't have to go through it. And also allowing those black women to highlight their businesses. So we've had a few black men on, But again, it's just about giving the tips and tricks to Black women entrepreneurs so that they can experience the success that they deserve. I mean, because, you know, we worked hard. And when I tell you we get some sisters on there, I can't, we tease that we need an oxygen tank to like read through the bio. I mean, really, I'm, I'm just, I get so like, oh my God, like this is one bad mama jamma. Like, you know, just cancer researchers you know, IT developer. I mean, just massive. I mean, these women are out there and then giving them in, in, in our little way, as powerful as it, it can and will be, is just to say, hey world, look at what this sister's doing over here. Isn't that awesome? Wow, what what has been your favorite, one of your favorite guests? Like one is one is one of the most notable guests where you just remember some of that conversation. You know what? They're all so powerful, but but there was one specific guest who, I mean, super duper accomplished attorney. I mean, she's worked for some of the biggest companies in the world. And, and she, you know, as Dave Chappelle used to say, she kept it real. I mean, she was really honest about her experiences and, and she was put into a leadership position. And when she walked into the office, like she was totally disrespected by the staff and, you know, she didn't candy coat anything. She didn't sugar, you know, and that's what I love because again, you're, you're not the only one who's experienced that. But when I hear somebody else who's experienced the same thing, I go, okay, so it is a thing. It yeah. wasn't just me. Yeah. And it's not my problem. 
That's a them problem. If you have a problem with my shine, hey, baby, that's your problem, not mine. Right. You deal with that because you're not going to transfer that on me. That's right. Period. That's right. That is, <clears throat> I love that you just said that. For a lot of us, for a lot of women, that is so hard to take in and adopt. I read a quote and I can't remember when I read it, but it said, I'm not intimidating. You are intimidated. Yes. And, and once I read that, because I, I cannot think of a woman of color in my circle who has not been told that she is intimidating. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so adopting that posture and thinking, no, like you said, this is not a me problem. This does not reside here in this space. That is a you problem. I like to say that, you know, that is garbage in your yard neighbor. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. that don't, don't throw that garbage over the fence into my yard. <laughs> oh, <no>. right. <laughs> and so, so you saying that is so powerful. There's so many people who need to hear that and not just hear it, but really internalize that, take that in and stop apologizing and adopting an apologetic posture for showing up and shining and, and contributing to this world in the way that we were created to, right? Yes. And remember, I told you I'm a true competitor. Yes. If if you're a true competitor, give me a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Level the playing field. We'll uh -huh. see who's the best. Uh -huh. Don't 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 go over there and shut all the doors so I can't play. Right. If you are truly yes. as great as you think you are, mm -hmm. have at it. Let's go, baby. I'm ready. And that's I what I would love to see. I would love to see these companies say, you know what? All these black women out here complaining they don't get these opportunities. We're just gonna give it to them and support them. I'm yes. not saying throw yes. us at the bottom of the sea and then go, oh, you drown. That's right. So support black women like you do everybody else, the mm -hmm. development, the attitudes, if they yeah. say something, respect it, professionalism, all of that. Yeah. And we'll see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like let's stop, let's stop playing games. Like yes. Yes, that part. Yes, Takia, I see it in the chat. That part. Hire us. Then watch what happens. Yes. Let us show you what we can do. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that. I'm, I'm getting fired up, y'all. I'm getting fired up. Okay. So I have I have a question, Monique. Yes, Dr. Lanika, two snaps. Yes. So so here's what I'm wondering, because there are so many resources out there. There are so many podcasts. There's so many videos. There are so many articles. There's, there's so much content and I am a person and I'm, and I know this audience. I know there are a lot of us who invest in our own education in this way. Why is it so important for us to use these resources, especially like podcasts, your podcast, for instance, for, for strength and insights to stay, you know, up to date on, on current business trends. Like why, why should we do that? Why should we leverage our time in that way? Because this is the cold, hard truth of the matter, y'all. If we don't support each other, like we have to, I'm super passionate about that. And, and my husband bothers me because if, if we're out, we see a I always have a compliment for a sister. Hey girl, I like those boots. Hey girl, I like your hair. Always. That's Mom's right. Just like, Mo, like what are you doing? Up. I'm like, oh, I will always highlight it. Now, some might give me attitude. That's okay. Cause I know, I know it's not me. Yeah. It's something maybe she might be dealing with, but right. I will always support her always in a room. Oh, hey sis, what, what do you think? Yeah. Again, that, that's the purpose of our podcast to highlight these sisters and go, hey girl, let your let your shine just sh just shine through the podcast, and it does, it does. I mean, we 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 have to utilize the resources, and we also need 
others. We need everybody. We need people to hold those doors of opportunity open for like the companies give us a chance. Give these yeah. small black women-owned businesses a chance. Because mm-hmm. you have the opportunities. Yeah. And they're given to these huge companies. Give give small black women-owned businesses a chance. Right. Um, a real chance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like just leave the door open. I'm not asking for a handout. None of us need a handout because right. we got degrees, like I said, up the wazoo. Yeah. I'm just saying, invite me to the race and give me a baton, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and let me run and see how I do. Yeah. So that's what I'd really like to see more of. There are so many resources and opportunities, again, mm-hmm. about how to build your business. I'd really love for allies, people who, who believe us, believe in our experiences who say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to give real opportunities. Yeah. To black women owned businesses. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is, that is so important. Opening doors for other people, uh, you know, welcoming them to walk through, like come through, come, come in here. I want, I want to see your contribution. I want to give you the seat at the table. Yes. You belong here. That messaging is so important. And when you talked about you know, not only, uh, you know, investing in our own education, it's also so important for us to find and identify thought leaders and experts in your industry so you can learn from them and elevate your game. And so what would you say about that? How, how do you find people to, to follow, people to listen to, people to learn from? Why is it important for us to align in thought? in that way so that we can elevate ourselves? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, Cause social media is so deceptive and yeah. can be so toxic. So I think you just have to be very purposeful. And I'm an in-person person cause I can pick up, I don't know what it is. I pick up stuff. Like if you walk in and I can tell you just an ugly evil part, like, ah, my spirit's like, and, ah, yeah. nope, not. Mm-hmm. I'll be respectful. My mm-hmm. mama always taught me to be respectful, yeah. but I'm, I need, I need to see you in person. I need to see your eyes. I need to see how you communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That that's important. I think, you know, you just touched on something you touched on, you know, energy and, and emotional intelligence. I think that there is such value in not only, um, kind of harnessing your natural emotional intelligence, but also growing it, you know, and developing it. I think that uh, that is a little bit of a misconception. Sometimes people think, well, I'm just not, I just don't have it. I just don't have emotional intelligence. No, grow it, right? Grow it the way that you would grow anything else. And it's so important when you are, you know, in person with people, that in-person connection to be able to, to say, yes, I can, I can relate to you. I can feel your energy. There, there is a commonality we have. There's a, there's a bond here and it, and it just natural. It just feels like it should be. Um, I really appreciate being in spaces with people where I feel that, that synergy and that connection. All right, everyone, we're getting to the point where I have one more question that I really want to ask, but I want to see your questions. I can't, I don't want anybody calling me selfish saying that I hog Monique. <laughs> All right. I do, I do have one more question for you though. So when we, when we think about black women, especially leaving corporate spaces, starting their own organizations, leaping toward entrepreneurship, is there a best time to do it? I've, I've read so many articles out there that say the best time is this time. The best time is this time. Is there though? What do you think? 
I don't think that there'll ever be a best time because it's tough. You don't hunt, you don't eat. That's the fact of the matter. You're not getting a check every two weeks. And that was the hardest thing for, you know, when you're, when you're accustomed to getting that, that check every two weeks, then you're kind of like, yeah, yeah. But entrepreneurship's different. I mean, you know, you got to hunt. If not, you don't, if you don't hunt, you don't eat that week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, you, you just have to, you have to, <laughs> another part of that is if you're at the point where you know you're getting ready to have a breakdown, whether that's mental, emotional, physical, yeah. you have to, you have, you can't wait for that, that, that special time because you're too valuable. So right. uh, everybody, you're too valuable. That mm-hmm. job is not worth it. Even if you don't feel like anybody cares about you, if nobody, I care about you and I don't even have to know you. So you are valuable. So I, I, I was just on a call with a woman the other day and she was like, oh, they're killing. I was up to two o'clock in the morning doing that. And I'm like, girl, they are killing you. And she just, yeah, but I got to get it. I got to get it. And I thought, you know, look, if, if you don't get out when you can, like a burning building, mm-hmm. if you don't get out and you, you smell the smoke, you might not see it yet. Cause you, we know like something doesn't feel right. They're coming after me. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll start to smell that smoke. If you sit up there and go, no, 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 I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving, you're gonna get burned down in the building, period. So I, I don't think there is a great time. If you can save up money, a nice little nest egg, because mm-hmm. it takes money yeah. to be successful in entrepreneurship. And, I, like, and again, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, do that. But I would say, like, know thyself, be honest with yourself. Mm. If you're having headaches and all these health problems and you're still trying to hang in there, girl, no. It, it sounds like, it sounds like as you know, you are, um, you know, talking to me about these conversations that you have with, with women, you know, I I agree with you. I don't think that there, there is a best time, right? Because everyone, everyone is different. And, you know, my journey is not your journey is not their journey, whatever. So everyone is different, but I do wonder if, if I was a, a person talking with you and I was like, on the fence. Like I, I could go either way. I'm this close to taking the leap and jumping and becoming an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm this close. What would you say to me? I would ask, you know, what's your home life? Mm. Cause that's important. Do you have that support? Because if, if you have a significant other and they're like, no, 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 we need that check every two weeks, then that's mm-hmm. going to cause dissension in your home. Right. So, so that that's part of it. Again, the other part of it is, okay, how long can you survive without any money coming in? So mm-hmm. if you're single, do you have, if you have a significant other, uh, do they make enough for you to cover the bills? You know, because that is a very real, I mean, there aren't too many businesses this off the bat, first three, four, five, six months, they're making, you know, $200,000. Yeah. And it is hard work It because it, it's your baby now. You right. got to take care of it. If the baby That's cries, right. guess what? Right. You have to change those diapers. You have to take care of it. And it is extremely time consuming. Mm-hmm. So make sure you have the time. Make sure you have the support. If you have a little nest egg, great. Mm-hmm. You got to have a plan. I, I, I would never advise anybody just jump into the water without first looking overboard to see, are there any rocks in there? Are there any fans coming my way? Are there any sharks? Yeah. Be, have a plan. Have a plan. Because again, you're on your own. You, you become your own hunter. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's real. That's so important. And when you think about, you know, earlier we were talking about, I see this um, 
in the chat, when we talk about mentorship and when we talk about community and when we talk about being there for each other, that ride or die, like you were talking about, why is surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals and individuals who are going to uplift you and encourage you and empower you, why is that a key component of success? And, and how do you talk to people about that? Is that one of the things that you say, hey, get, you know, if you're thinking about doing this, not only get your nest egg together and figure out, you know, how long you can survive without money, but get your people, like call, call your people. Like, how do you encourage people around that? That is, oh, that is so important. And I would say, think outside of your immediate community, mm. because this is my thing. You ain't got to like me, but if I can learn from you, yeah. Hey, like teach me everything, you know, cause I'm a sponge mm -hmm. that that's what I want. I don't want somebody who's already burnt out because she's working 80 hours a week. Yeah. She might be the, the chief legal officer or whatever, but I, I, I can't access her brain because her brain's already like over I want somebody who can teach me something. I think Obama would say, you know, you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for, and again, that's where ally, allyship is huge. Yeah. Like Mr. You know, Mr. Bill, like teach me everything, you know, take me under your wing. Yeah. Show me the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, find those people who, who have accomplished something that is relevant to what you want to do and, and seek them out. And, and there are a lot of good people. There are, are a lot of white men that mm -hmm. I am and senior white women that will mentor others. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of good people out there. I know it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> Our social media and everything is going on in the world, yeah. but there are people out there who want to teach others everything they know. Mm -hmm. So I would say you just, you have to keep, I, I have yet to find my mentor. So mm -hmm. You know, I'm still kind of just hobbling out there. Um, but I mean, I, I just, I believe I'm, I'm a faith woman. I believe that, that God will put the right person in my path when the time is right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you ever, because I, I've heard of people doing this, you know, leveraged social media, LinkedIn, and just kind of connected with a person that you don't know. Maybe you found someone on LinkedIn who does, um, who does something and you want to learn from them. Like you said, have you ever done that where you just send them a message like, Hey, can we, can we have some coffee? I'd love to learn about what you do. Can we connect over zoom? I'd, I'd love to have a chat with you about your expertise. Have you ever done that? I've done that multiple times. And if they're in this area, then I'll meet to have coffee, but, but I've, I've learned again, that with senior women, um, who I have a great deal of respect for a lot of times there's so much on their plate yeah. that they really don't have the bandwidth to really share with me mm. and I understand and respect that I don't take it personal um, but yes I do I, I reach out a lot and I've had you know and I saw a post about this just recently you know the scamming and stuff is getting horrible you know uh, so just be careful who <laughs> who you try to connect with, um, look at their previous posts and conversations and things like that. If they haven't posted in three years, then beware. But um, there, there are people out there. It just, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a chat. They're diamonds in the rough. It's a challenge to find them. But I think doing things like this podcast, there may be people on here that go, you know what? I know Sam over so-and-so, he's a C, he'd be willing to, to do it. 
if, if, if you're willing to learn, he'll show you everything he knows. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we were talking about networking earlier. I think that is such um, a valuable tool, not only, you know, reaching out to, to people like we were talking about, but asking trusted members of your community, hey, I'm, I am looking to learn more about this, or I'm looking to connect with people who have this expertise. Is there someone in your network that you could introduce me to? You know, I have some friends who I, I call them connectors, capital C connectors, because they, this, this is their superpower. This is what they are good at. They are constantly saying, oh, you know what? I, I remember you mentioning something about wanting to learn about this. You should meet so-and-so. I'm going to facilitate an introduction via email. And then next thing you know, you have added someone to your network and you found someone that you can learn from, like you said, and connect with on a regular basis. I think that's, I think that's so important to, to, you know, really look at the people in your community and, and ask them to, to assist you. And, and yes, Maurizio said it in the chat, be that bridge, be that bridge, you know, because we, we do have to help each other. We do have to lift each other up. That is part of, you know, being an ally. That is part of being a supporter. That is part of just giving back and and elevating the human connection, which I personally believe that we are we are wired to be connected to each other as humans. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's part of part of our our makeup. Um, so okay. Anyone have another question? I have been asking all these questions that I see coming up in the chat. And I want to make sure that we are not leaving anyone out. This conversation has been so wonderful. And I don't, I don't want to leave, leave anyone out. Um, okay. Terry said something in, in the uh, chat about, you know, not only will I connect, but I, I want to be connected and, and put something in the chat about, um, you know, about connecting with, with others. Um, I think it's, it's so valuable. Um, I am, I am curious to know from you, Monique, um, as you think about what's next for you, you know, you said, I'm still looking for a mentor. You know, you've, you've dropped rich, rich nuggets about the things that you're involved in, the things that you're passionate about. What is on the horizon for you? How can, how can we find you? How can we stay connected? What are you getting into? You know, I'm a dreamer. I'm a huge dreamer. You know, there, I don't, I don't, if if you, I, I'm the kind of person I'll run off the 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 cliff. Like, oh, I'm free falling. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a adrenaline junkie. So I'm a huge dreamer. Wow. I envision, because I'm also in the government, trying to get into the, the, the government contracting space. I just envision having multiple businesses hmm. where I can help others to grow because that's my heart yeah and so much so that that was one of my new year's resolutions because I, I help a bunch of people for free and I was like okay because I, I love to hear your dream yeah. oh I can help I can help you do this I can help you do your LLC I can help you get certifications I can help you oh hey talk about that hmm. I love to give people opportunities that wouldn't otherwise have been given an opportunity so that's part of my vision mm-hmm. I, I'm just like you know just a mother hand watching oh that were there because I know that the more I put myself out there to help the more people will come in to help me and that's one thing I wanted to say too this isn't a what can you do for me what can you do for me I'm judging you based on whether you got red bottom shoes or you got yeah. a burka bag but you don't know who can help you stop judging people stop yeah. trying to say stop judging people 
I, I go into spaces and say, hey, Lord, whoever is meant for me to meet, I will meet. There's someone valuable here. I don't know who it is. And I'm nice to everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't judge based on what you have or your job title or how much business you have. No, no. I'm open to everybody. Mm -hmm. And when I go into a relationship, I'm there to give. And if I can receive something, great. But I meet so many people that are just like, oh, what, what can you get for me? What can you get? What, what can, what can, like, no, 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 no. Like, this is two-way street. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love, I love that you said you really get pure joy out of helping other people and helping them accomplish their dreams. Especially, you know, when you said you are a dreamer, there are some people who they very much want to accomplish things, but they're not dreamers. Mm -hmm. And so that, that vision that oftentimes comes with being a dreamer, that uh, thinking through, you know, possibility, like an imagination, not everyone has that. And so you have that naturally. How do you, how do you impart that to other people? to help them have that growth mindset and expand their vision so that they can achieve to their full potential, whatever that may be. So I'm sure everyone has heard that, that saying that you can lead a horse to a wa the water, but you can't make them drink. I've learned that the hard way. And I, and I read Will Smith's book. It was really good. He was talking about that. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not meant to go with you on that journey. I can't yes. drag and pull you. Like, come on, Cosette, come on, Cosette. There are some people who are ready, like, oof, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing but count me in. And there's other people that just, they can't, they can't. And you have to let those people go. Mm. And I think being able to distinguish like, Jose, yeah, she, she's serious. Yeah. She's serious. Yeah. Wow. I, I love that. I, I love that because yes, you want to help. You want to help others. You want to pour into others. You want to give back. And you also have to recognize you, you can't do it all. You yes. can't, you know, and, and some yeah. people, you're right. You have to be discerning around, is this person serious? It, you know, are they not? And, and be okay with walking away, letting go, whatever it is that you have to do. So, yeah. uh, cause there was a point where I would carry you on my back. Like, that's okay. Cause I got you. Right. Right. 20 people on your back and your, your legs are burnt. Your legs are like, okay, yeah. Moni, let's, let's you know, get rid of some of this weight here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I have so enjoyed this conversation. I have to tell you that I've enjoyed this conversation. I know you've seen the chat. I know our community has enjoyed this conversation as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. I very much appreciate you going to listen to your podcast, going to stay connected. So thank you so, so much, Monique. Thank you for being yes. here. And thank, thank you, you to our Intentional Conversations community. Have an amazing Friday and we will see you next week. <laughs>